We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So the clarion call went out. Bring us a reliever, Dave Dombrowski. Deliver us from the summer of Walden and Hembry. You, you've got a blackjack hand of 13, so tell that dealer, hit me. Now the Red Sox held on 13. The A's, Rays, Indians, Twins, and Astros all told that dealer otherwise. The assertion is we've got the guys right here who can do this. And that may indeed prove to be correct, but so far, not so much. Game one of the we believe in what we have, it was Tampa Bay 8, Boston 5. We get into it now. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. In the early part of last century, there was a minor league team in Ottumwa, Iowa, called the Stand Patters. The Ottumwa Stand Patters. A stand patter defined as one who defies or opposes change, which does seem like kind of an Iowa sensibility. Well, uh, flash forward to 2019. Let's meet the American League's Boston Stand Patters. Not to be confused with the New York Stand Patters, but then again, they've got an eight-game lead in the division and a manager who calls his hitters a, a bunch of effing savages. Josh Lewin with you, and yes, indeed, a trade deadline that came and went with all the excitement of Canadian Parliament on C-SPAN. The game that followed at Fenway was a dud. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, let's uh, dive in here. Dave Dombrowski meeting the media before the game and explaining the decision to do nothing. So, uh, good afternoon. Uh, Appreciate you being here. Uh, We do not have any announcements. We did not make any trades today. Uh, the only move we've made here over the last time period has been the Cashner deal. So um, I'm open to any questions that anybody would like to ask. I'm not disappointed. I mean, I, anytime uh, you'd like to get better, uh, anytime you can, and this is the last time you're going to be able to do that as far as trade. So under the help that you get, will now be in a position that it comes from either internal. Um, or people coming back from injuries or people coming up from the minor leagues. But also, we had an opportunity to make a lot of trades if we wanted. And it really came down to that we just felt that demands for what um, we were going to receive that we didn't want to pay. So ultimately, it's a decision that we decided to make. There were just, I mean, there are some players we would have traded. I guess you trade any player like we've talked about in the past. But we just didn't feel that the deals with guys, either ability, with the role they would play, with the service time that they had, being free agents in a short time period, mirrored giving up the type of players that that we felt, especially under the circumstances that we're in. Um, I mean, we're battling for a spot. We're battling. I mean, we can hopefully we win a division, but I'm going to sit here realistically. We're probably playing first for a wild card spot, so you're playing for a one-game wild card. 
And um, I look at that a little bit differently as far as what you're willing to do and the risk that you're willing to take. So I'm not disappointed because the ultimate decision is I, I don't know that there's a player that was traded out there that we couldn't have acquired. It's just that we didn't like the price that was asked. And I guess the other part of it is to know that as you talk about our farm system over the years, um, we're getting asked about a lot of our players that we just didn't want to make moves on. Well, we talked right to the deadline. You know, our primary focus was relief pitching. That was our primary focus. Um, not back-end type guys, because I think the reality of the back-end guys, when we start getting into those conversations, I don't, I don't know of any back-end. Well, Shane Green is one guy that moved. Um, back-end guys that any of the ones that we had on our list really moved, and I think part of that was the acquisition price. So there were more people that we felt could add another arm to our, our pen, and we tried to do that. We just didn't like the asking price, so we went right to the very end. Some people brought up positional player stuff to us today. So, again, you listen to anything, and we had a lot of conversation. I think I bet you I have texts from 20 general managers on my phone right now from today, um, and more than that over the last couple of days. So we tried, but just we didn't like the price at the very end. Just to clarify what you said uh, I think if I we were closer to first place, I would have been more open-minded to some of the other things. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, not that we're again not trying to get our club better, but I think and when I would say that, the club here needs to play better on a consistent basis. That's the way I look at it. We like our club. We've liked our club all year long. We're sitting what ten games above five hundred. Um, there's a lot of great things about it. We had a great week last week, um, but we still need to do it on a more consistent basis, and we hadn't reached that point to really, to me, give up a premium young player for a guy that was going to fill a certain role for us where we are right now. So that's the difference. Is there any, um, uh, were any of your thoughts centered on acquiring guys that you can control beyond this year? In other words, not rentals, and was that more of a focus, and did you come closer on any of those? No, I, we had really a variety of topics, rentals, long-term, really all type of conversations. So really, I mean, there are there is some uh, shortcomings for us for acquiring guys that are sh short-term, but when you have a guy for two months um, and what you have to give up for it, again, I think there's times you are willing to do that. And again, it depends upon the type of player. So we did have conversations that um, on those type of guys, but we also had controllable. We had them all type. You, in reference to the wild card, you said you win that game and you're essentially on even ground with the other three teams other than Moldfield, obviously. Correct. Did, did that, you seem to be backing off that today, that maybe it wasn't worth investing as much if, you, if the wild card is your only likely path. No, I still feel that same way. I, I mean, but I just, I still think there's a difference between the two. I mean, I think there's, you know, there's, when you're playing one game scenarios, and, and I guess it just depends where you are. I mean, but the reality is, yeah, I, I believe that. If you win one game, you're like everybody else. And I want to get there. We want to get there. But there's also still a question mark in your mind on how much you're going to go. And the reality is, and I, and I think that if we're going to make it, 
going to be the guys that are in the clubhouse. I mean, we that that is the case. And so we could add pieces to that, but we have a very talented big league club. And sure, we have holes. I, I mean, we all have holes. And you could see that clubs have holes because everybody's looking to do something. The reality is we have a very talented group of players. And so I, I don't think that there was a move. I mean, like, like when I talk about our positional players last year, remember we had second base was a real hole for us at the time for a variety of reasons, injuries, non-performance. Um, we really were struggling versus left-hand pitching. We needed that. Well, we don't, we're really not saying we're even a better club per se, but we're, we don't have that gaping hole for us. And we have some guys in the minor league system that we think can help us right now. You see Sam Travis comes up here, but we've sent Marco Hernandez down. We've, we, got, we have guys there we like. So you talk about starting pitching. Well, the reality is I know some guys haven't performed. Well, where are we going to get starting pitchers that are more talented than the group that we have? They're very talented. We, we just need to pitch better in some cases. And then in the bullpen, yeah, I mean, I think the, the problem for us in the bullpen, like a lot of people, is the depth. I mean, when you start getting to Barnes, I mean, the, the reality, you can't believe how many phone calls I got about our bullpen pieces. So people say, oh, you need bullpen. You cannot believe the number of clubs that called me about our bullpen guys. So it just gives you an idea of when people are looking, almost everybody can get better in their bullpen. But when you start talking about Barnes, Workman, I know Evaldi hasn't quite done it, but we're still very confident that he's going to do it. And I know somebody will say Dombrowski said that, but, but that's how we do believe that he's going to be very good for us out there. The young left-handers have done very well. Hernandez is really coming along, and Taylor's done well. He had a bad night last night, but he's done very well for us. That's five guys out there. Um, we're in a position where... Walden's been real good in that role that he's had. Um, Embry scuffled for a while, and he was coming back from that injury. He's throwing the ball better again. So you start going through them, and then we've got Johnson coming back, who's a different type pitcher, but we do need the long relief left-hander there. To, he's going to pitch for us uh, probably on Saturday. And I know people have seen it, but we think we need to straighten out Ryan Brazier. Uh, we think he's a very good big league pitcher. He's got great stuff. He's down at AAA, and he's pitching very well for us. So um, I, I just didn't feel like there's that one spot that really merited. Again, we could get better in a lot of different places, but the reality is is that we're going to have to do it with the guys that are that are here. Sunday night was only one game. Sure. Did the difference between seven games back or nine games back, did that make any difference in how you handle the next I, I can't answer that because I, I think it's more a feel on how you look at your club at a particular time. But, okay, so it was nine. It could have been seven, right? could have been six yesterday, right? It might be five today. The Yankees were losing three to two there in a the rain delay. Well, that's a lot different than sitting there nine. And so, uh, but I can't tell you because it's more a gut reaction based upon where you are at a particular time. Well, for what it's worth, in 2016, the team reinforced the leaky bullpen by picking up Brad Ziegler. Uh, next year, it was Addison Reed coming in, Eduardo Nunez, of course. They both played big roles in helping the, the Sox win the division title that year. Last year, Steve Pierce and Nathan Avaldi. They weren't looked at as game changers, but they were pivotal, as you might recall. If you missed it, the, the scorecard of teams the Red Sox need to be worried about. Yankees, well, nothing of note. Cleveland got Yasel Puig and Framil Reyes, losing Trevor Bauer to make it happen. Oakland added some pieces. Tampa Bay added some pieces. Houston added a huge piece. The closing bell stunner, they got Zach Greinke. 
to come on down. How was Alex Cora with the company line of the stand paddedness? Let's roll tape. Um, There's a team, a group that we trust, and uh, I've been saying all along that the group has to get better. And, uh, you know, yesterday we, we had a chance to win the game. We didn't come through. Today's a new day. You know, we got a chance to win the series. So uh, we got to stay with that frame of mind, you know, just win series, keep moving on, get better. And we got guys in that in that uh, clubhouse that they're capable of doing it. And uh, we're going to trust the group and, and move forward. Are you surprised that nothing happened today? Um, not really. I mean, you know, like I said, Davey's going to talk about it. But, uh, you know, obviously, there was a lot of communication. And you know, was, um, I don't know how close we were or, or not. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, we decided that we're going to stay put, and this is what we're going to do. You know, we got cash earlier. You know, we addressed the fifth spot. We got Nate in the bullpen. Uh, we, we need other guys to step up. That's the bottom line. As yesterday, you said you bet a dollar the contending teams would add. Uh, we did earlier, so. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there a sense of um, maybe you feel more confident today than you did yesterday about this group, or what, what's kind of changed from I mean, you know, we, there's a lot of phone calls, a lot of uh, situations that come, you know, through the days, and you talk to GMs and talk to other teams and all that, and, uh, you know, there's certain things that made sense or not. You know, that's how it works, you know. It's, it's not one one team saying, okay, I want this guy. So, um, like I said, Dave will talk about it, but as a group, everybody knows that this is a very talented group, and we know the situation we're in, you know. Uh, you know, we're third in the division. We're in the hunt of the in the wild card. At the end, it really doesn't matter. We got to play better. And uh, you know, we got the best offensive team in the big leagues. Uh, we got guys in the rotation that have done it before. That they have to step up, and we trust them. And we have guys in the bullpen that have to do better. That's the bottom line. Um, you know, we're comfortable with work and uh, Barnsley the way he's throwing the ball. Nate yesterday, that was a big step for us. You know, um, Darwinson threw the ball well. So. You know, the other guys, they have to step up. Everybody knows it. And we got, we have guys in AAA that they're working on their thing, that they're going to be a big part of what we're uh, trying to accomplish the next uh, two, three months. Do you feel like you guys did enough to convince Dave that this team was worth investing in? Um, I think so. You know, what we did last week, you know, um, you know, we we went to Tampa. We won. Uh, we won the series against the Yankees. That's not easy to do, and everybody knows. Like I said before, talent-wise, we're up there with everybody. We we just have to do it in, on the field. And uh, you know, we saw we seen flashes throughout the season. Um, last week was probably the most consistent week for this team. And um, you know, we just got to keep you know playing good uh, good baseball throughout the weeks. You know, uh, you can't take days off or weeks off. You know, now is win series and move on. Win series and move on. If we do that, we're going to be in good shape. Alex, you're saying that you think this team has talent to win the win series again and that the talent is here. But we're almost exactly at the two-thirds over point for the regular mm-hmm. season. Is there a point where you start worrying whether that's going to happen? Um, you start thinking about time. That's about it. And uh, <clears throat> we've been talking about it, like you said, the whole time. But last week was uh, was a good one. And uh, we started one yesterday. It wasn't a good day for us. Uh, you know, you, you got to show up today. 
and uh, and win the game and try to win the series tomorrow. That's that's the mentality, and it's been going on for a while. That's 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 what we do, you know, for for a year and a half. But at the end, we have to do it on the field. And uh, you know, I think we've been consistent the last uh, the last ten days as far as like our approach and how we're doing things, you know, after the Baltimore series. But you know, we can't stop. Like I said before, now it's like full blast all the uh, all the way to the end. Oh, um, yeah, that was uh, that was wild. Yeah, it was in the middle of it. Uh, I talked to him last night, and he explained me the whole thing. It was it was very intense, but uh, I'm glad that he's okay. Yeah, but that was kind of like out of control. Uh, so the no waiver trades anymore with expanded wildcards over the past several years. Think July 1st is still the right time for the deadline? July 31st? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's different this year, like you said. Uh, no August. Um, you know, looking around, I thought teams were going to be more aggressive in, in other spots as far as like uh, adding, like I said yesterday, you know, the utility guy, fourth outfielder, another catcher. It, it seems like it didn't, it didn't work that way. Obviously, you're trying to get. You know, what you think is going to change uh, the complexion of your team. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Would be different later? Would the team I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I always thought that there's no perfect timing for the, for the trading deadline, I think. Alex, I know it's not your job to manage other teams, but after what you saw over the weekend, you surprised the game. You didn't I don't. I, I mean, every team has their needs, and they address their needs, uh, how, how they feel. It, um, they have to do it, you know. Um, I know they have a lot of guys on the DL that probably they feel like they they can come back and contribute for them. Um, that's that's one for cash. You got to ask him that one. We shall see, won't we? Uh, about a third of the season to go now. So on to the game on Wednesday night. A clunker for most of it. Very long game as well, yet again. Rick Porcello against Andrew Kittridge and Kyle Yarbrough, the opener and the bulk guy for those wacky Tampa Bay folk. Our friends at Boston Sports Info pointed out in a tweet that Porcello costs the Red Sox $21.1 million this year. The entire Tampa Bay starting lineup Wednesday cost Tampa Bay $17.5 million, half of which is Kevin Kiermeyer. The starter's ERA two-thirds of the way through now is 48 Last year at the two-thirds mark, that number was 3.54. Starters last year at this point were 52 and 24. This year, 37 and 35. So keep blaming the bullpen if you must. But I'm looking at this. I would have forecast Chris Sale's ERA this year to be, what do you figure, 2.8 to 3-ish? He's at 4.26. David Price, I would have thought 3.3. It's 3.86. Nate Evaldi, I figured for a 4. He's at 6.93, and he's in the bullpen replaced by Andrew Kashner. Eduardo Rodriguez, again, I thought 4, 4.13, which brings us to Rick Porcello from Cy Young to Sayonara in three short years. In a contract year, I thought high threes for Rick's ERA, maybe if it went all wrong, low fours. But after what happened Wednesday night, that ERA is now 5.7. It's been going up and not down. He had been winning of late, at least. Run support totals, incredibly, had been 13, 10, 10, 13, and 19. So we looked the other way when his ERA was up in the sevens during that time. But 
My point here is all five starters are par to bogey to double bogey. There's not a single birdie in the bunch, which has stretched the bullpen out to where they, they look like silly putty at this point. And that has been the issue all along. Sure, they should have added bullpen depth in the offseason. No, they shouldn't have banked on Tyler Thornburg. But then again, they couldn't have expected Brandon Workman would be 8-1 and one with an ERA of 2, 17 hits allowed in 48 innings. Darwin's and Hernandez has been on the mound uh, for 35 outs in his big league career. He's got 25 of those outs on the strikeout. Josh Taylor, 28 strikeouts and 20 innings since being called back up. Dominated the Rays lefties with his slider on Wednesday. So the bullpen, not the, the complete tire fire we've been claiming it is. Not, not entirely. Anyway, Porcello, after allowing a run in the first, headed to the dugout, punched out the two TV monitors up above his head. Uh, yeah, uh, and now somebody's got to make a run to Best Buy. Circuit City died a while ago, right? Remember Circuit City? Welcome to Circuit City, where service is state-of-the-art. What was the name of, uh, of Vince Vaughn's batch of stores in old school? That was uh, Speaker City. Speaker City. We brought in Snoop for the, the Mitch Martin Freedom Festival, but, but I digress. The details of this game, kind of fuzzy. Uh, three Tampa Bay home runs. Willie Adamas, who had been two for 40 against the Sox this year before this series, Kiermaier just off the IL, and Austin Meadows, the biggie, three-run shot early that made it 5 nothing Rays after one and a half. G-Man Choi, two for three in this game, so he's now eight for 16 against Boston this year, three doubles and a home run. He goes right on the list with other Sox vanquishers like, oh, the great Omar Narvaez, eight for 17 with four jacks. Rowdy Telez, 11 for 31, five jacks. Trey Mancini, 20 for 52, four homers and eight doubles. So if you had Choi at first, Brandon Lau at second, Elvis Andrews at short, uh, put Sogard at third, Narvaez catching, make an outfield of Mancini, Telez, and let's say Alex Verdugo. Travis Darno was a DH. Asher Wojciechowski on the mound. That team would beat the Red Sox every single time. I'm totally convinced. So uh, anyway, the Wednesday game, the Sox fell behind 8-2, to two, then kind of made a game of it. They extended their home run streak to 16 at Fenway, longest at Fenway since 1969. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Michael Chavis each going deep. Chavis trending towards a good old-fashioned 25-homer, 85-RBI season, which back in the day used to be really, really good. Now, of course, that's just kind of normal. Mookie Betts has now reached base safely 46 of his last 49 games, leads the majors with 99 runs scored. He had three hits in this one. Benintendi, who had been 17 for his last 35 with a lot of pop, 0 for 5, three punch outs, including the one that ended the game. Uh, so these last three games now, all losses after the three wins against New York. It's been six runs scored, six runs scored, five runs scored, yet a record of 0 and 3. After the game, Alex Cora once again got in front of the microphones. With uh, what happened in the dugout with Rick and the TVs, is that just something where it's passion that you guys are trying to get him to, to channel in a more direct way onto the field? Or how do you, how do you kind of deal with those situations? What was it? With Rick when he broke the TVs. I mean, that, that happens everywhere. People slam helmets and bats, and he slammed the TV. So, you know, just that happens. Frustration takes over. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just glad that he's healthy. With Rick, the struggles have been, you know, have, have kind of persisted between starts. Has there been any discussion of the possibility of skipping him or of, you know, or of giving him some time? Not where we at right now. Uh, it's, it's tough. You know, I know we had that off day, but uh, obviously we had that doubleheader on, on, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, it's one of those that, you know, he has his struggles early and then he finds his stride. So we, we 
we just have to figure out, you know, early on, you know, how can we, you know, navigate through the first few innings because you saw the rhythm after that, you know, like it was a lot better. The changeup was good, actually, against righties, and then the fastball started playing, the sinker, and all that. But you know, the first two innings, it was a struggle. You know, it was a grind for him. You said earlier in the day you weren't disappointed that you guys didn't make any trades, but Dave Dombrowski talked to us after, and he was saying that he would have been more open-minded had you guys been closer in the standings. Is, is that disappointing to hear? And I mean, it's the reality of the team, and uh, you know, people have to make decisions. We we know we're talented, and we made you know a run last week, but then you know we have lost what three in a row. So um, we understand that um, that that everybody has a job to do, and our job is to to win as many games as possible. Uh, we wish we were in a better position, but this is the reality of where we're at. And uh, I've been saying all along, you know, uh, instead of focusing on the big picture, let's start focusing on the, on, the, on the smaller one. And it was to win the series. Now we have to win tomorrow and then go to New York. We've got four games here. So I understand what he's saying. Everybody does. Anything else? Christian and J.D., Okay. Healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, JD's okay. Uh, Christian, we'll see how he feels tomorrow, but uh, he got him good, actually. Um, but, you know, we needed him to, to grind that last at bat. Actually, I told him just pull the Tony Pena and get down on one knee and try to survive. But you know, the, that's the nature of the catchers. And, and both of our guys, and even Blake early in the season, they understand that. Um, it's a tough position, so we'll see how he feels tomorrow. All right, there's the manager, and you got to be very concerned about Porcello. Last six starts, his ERA is over 10. You're allowed to have a three-start stretch like that, but, but not six of them, and not twice. The finale, Thursday, the Rays are expected to recall rookie lefty Brandon McKay, uh, 3.72 ERA in four starts. He'll be up against Andrew Kashner, ready for start number four as a Red Sox. Lefty's hitting just 215 against Kashner because of that good changeup he's developed. And against Tampa Bay, Tommy Pham, the only Ray who's ever homered against him. Active players on the Tampa Bay roster, 98 at bats against Kashner, just that one home run. Even G Man Choi is 0 for 7. That guy. Anyway, uh, time for a bounce back now that the record is 59 and 50. And now that they trail in that race for the second wild card by, wow, two and a half games again. All right, that'll do it. Uh, No trades, no wins, but keep the faith. Talk soon. I'm Josh. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 